is up, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing? How are we all living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Trees coming to you today to preview round one of the playoffs. Super wild card weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. I think there's not going to be as many upsets as we think there might be, but it's still going to be an interesting weekend. Week 18 of the NFL season was incredible. I thought we were going to get the tie. Trees and I spent like zero time before hopping on to talk about this. So I think anything today, there's going to be no previous conversation about it. I thoroughly enjoyed week 18, Trees. I don't know about you, but I'm even more excited for the playoffs now that we're officially here. Yeah, uh, I always say that this weekend and next weekend is the best weekend in football. Like, it, it really is. Um, as for week 18, yeah, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. When I really thought it was going to be a dud. Like, I was like, yeah. I was not really looking forward to the, like, there was like two games. I was like, okay, this is going to be exciting. Um, it's funny. So, um, I actually was texting Kiefer because we were talking about some bets. And so, I texted him and it was just like, and this was right after the Chargers kicked the field goal to tie it in overtime. Mm-hmm. I said, and I was like, if they get into field goal range and Carlson misses it, 1,000% this shit is rigged. 1,000%. Yeah. And then it was funny because I, I texted him that, and I was like, ah, let's get on Twitter. And you said almost something identical to that, like yeah. without being it saying rigged, but you're like, he's for sure going to go and miss this, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, but like, I was just like, there's no way, man. Like there's 400 and what, 460 games, whatever, however many games there are, 260, whatever. I don't know how many games there are in the NFL in this season. Math is hard, but like there's an average of like what one tie per season, like yep. max. And like, if we would have got a tie, that gate the the game that had to be a tie thousand percent rig if they would have just not admitted that they yeah. were trying to tie right like if they were just like hey yeah we were like we were good with the tie then i'm like okay then it's not that's not rigged that that's just an agreement <laughs> right but like yep. if it, they would have tried to play it off like they were trying to win they didn't and of course carlson misses his first kick ever inside of that stadium when he needs that's it what that's when I knew it wouldn't happen. It was like, he's not going to risk having a missed field goal just to, for a tie to allow a division rival into the playoffs. But I do wholeheartedly believe that they were going to be okay with the tie if Los Angeles didn't call the timeout. If the Chargers so, don't call that timeout, I 100% thoroughly believe deep down in my bones and in my heart, the Raiders were like, let's take the tie. This would be incredible. We've had a hard-fought game. We got to this moment. That we as a team, as the Raiders have made plays, the Chargers and Justin Herbert have made tremendous plays themselves. Let's just call it in and both going to the playoffs. This has been a, a great game. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um, what is hard for me still to understand to this moment is why that timeout upset the Raiders so much. Because if you look at it, if you look at it, it wasn't Staley trying to call a timeout to like do anything special the defense was literally not set like they were scrambling and if they were going to run it and they were not in a they were not in a kneel you know formation they were going to run the ball like there was a good chance that they could have just taken that shit to the house if they if they would have ran to the left if you look at it all the dbs are to the right scrambling to go to the left yeah and so like i'm i'm still just trying to understand of like why that upset them like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me more of just the sense of like why are you even trying to substitute anything out like just we're clearly just running the ball trying to get this game over with so it doesn't look like we're just you know like eh, tie the game whatever it's like we're still trying to give some sort of an effort without giving up so why so why all of a sudden you're needing to substitute like just accept it and let's go so why is calling a timeout to pretend like they're trying to do something not acceptable then <laughs> like i think to, it's the to, the raiders were like we're just trying to run out the clock like we're just gonna run it out and the chargers are like let's stop them let's stop them let's stop them and in the midst of them fucking that up they call the timeout and the raiders are like okay if they're actually gonna try and play us on this third and two fuck them let's go win this football game yeah but like let's say jacobs bust one to the left right where there was no defensive players 
Mm-hmm. Jacobs isn't running out of bounds or falling on a knee. He's running. I think the, they, I think they probably would have had the conversation of like, if you bust it, just fall early. There's just no slide. Way. There's no way. Absolutely no way. They there's no so. there's there there's absolutely no reason to do that because like you both get in the playoffs. Like that's no, what I'm meaning is just yeah. Like, but like you like if you bust it and you're going to score anyways, you're in the playoffs no matter what. Like, yeah. So like, I mean, that's eventually when it ended up happening. And I don't remember who was, I had a Raiders fan message me. And it was like, uh, Al Davis never said just tie baby, just tie. It was always just win. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's fair. Yeah. But I don't know. It's weird. To me. It's I'm, I am not on that side of everybody that's bashing on Brandon Staley. I, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, I just, I, does it suck? And it, were they going to run it out? I think so. But like, I don't think he was trying to call a timeout to be like, let's stop them. I think it was like, shit, they're taking this shit to the house when they run to the left right now. Yeah. But I, I still blame Staley for that. Cause it's like, why are you substituting anybody out? They weren't just subbing. They were the- subbing. It was just the players not in the right position. I thought they were subbing to get a run package in. Cause they didn't have a run deal. Like they're, they didn't have like a run stopping package, and I. No. From my understanding is that they were subbing in and out. I don't. Th- I don't think that that's what was the issue though, because it wasn't the defensive linemen that were the issue. It was all the DBs were to the right and linebackers. I'm not saying they weren't subbing because they easily could have been. So but I'm saying bottom line, then Chargers deserve to lose. How many times yeah. did that happen in this season where they were out of out of position? So many times this year, happened for the Chargers. Wasn't there one point in the year where they had, uh, uh, what was it, formation penalties? Was that the Chargers? I mean, that's every team, dude. <laughs> like every team has formation But, it, I mean, problems. it had happened numerous times. I remember them playing the Chiefs, and they had kind of stalled some of their drives because they kept having that issue. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, I, I'll i just get to it that it sucks that Justin Herbert's not in the playoffs. It's bad for the NFL. It is. It but is at bad. the same time. Everyone's focused on that next year. How does he respond to this? Like yeah. him on fire, MVP. Oh, he's my MVP favorite next year. I can tell you that right now. He, he easily, as long as as long as Mike Williams comes back. Don't even care. I do. Find someone else to fit that role. Michael Thomas, what's up? Gross. That's disgusting. If you lose Mike Williams, you don't want Michael Thomas. Not. I don't want that. I don't want that cancer in that in that offense and in that. He's that not a cancer room. if he has a quarterback. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay, breaking news: Drew Brees is not a quarterback. Everybody, Drew Brees. That last year, I there's no way you can tell me that last year of Drew Brees in New Orleans was the Drew Brees that Michael Thomas was used to that first two years of him in the league. It. Drew Brees has the respect of everybody. He 100% does, but he wasn't Drew Brees anymore. Okay. Well, I'm saying there's no way that that is. So Michael Thomas, and we talked about this earlier on. I I said that Mike Williams was taking over that Mike Thomas X role Mm -hmm. and all that. But then they shifted gears and I let him start going deep again. And Michael Thomas is not suited for that game. And no, that is not me saying Michael Thomas can only run slants. Michael Thomas is not a 50-50 jump ball receiver that makes it not a 50-50 ball, makes it more of like a 60-40, maybe even a 70-30 that Mike Williams does. With that being said, that's fine. Mike Williams can come to the Jaguars. That's, That's totally fine. But I'm saying that, my, I mean, and I mean, Chargers have the money to be able to trade for Michael Thomas. So yeah. uh, that's not that's not a problem with that contract. But um, I'm just saying Michael Thomas game seems like it's way more like Al Keenan Allen's. Yeah. And, and then get the possessions have, or get yeah. the receptions, excuse me. Yeah. And then I feel like you're taking away one of Herbert's best skills. And that's the deep ball. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I Makes sense. I, I love Palmer. Palmer's great. Mm-hmm. Titan's good too. I just think that like Mike Williams brings something to that offense that I think it it would hurt the stats of Justin Herbert. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So you're saying having two of the same receivers not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not like that. I mean, it's yeah. just 
they can make it work. Offensive coordinators are super creative and everything. And I mean, Michael Thomas and Keaton Allen are two fantastic wide receivers. I just think that if you want to make that offense work, you got to have that deep, big body, deep threat there. So anyways, just my opinion, just my opinion, but I'm all, I'm, I'm with you on the Justin Herbert minimum top two or three in MVP favorites probably. So, um, I mean, I'm never going to take it away until Aaron Rodgers until he doesn't win it <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but oh, yeah. That dude uh, is unbelievable. Here's a question for you. Let's get a recap of your in-season bets that you had. How many of those did you hit on? Um, yeah, the Steelers one killed me this weekend. Yeah. So st- them, them winning, uh, that, was, that was like a $200 payout. Um, so I ended up winning on – Feature bets. Um, I end up winning. I actually haven't even looked through all of them yet because I I just look through them when I go to Vegas. But um, I I know I won at least four or five of them. Uh, I won the Jags under total. Um, I won the I won the uh, Lions. I won my team not being good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, seven was just too much, and I knew it. So um, given I was like, ah, six seems reasonable. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, so actually, I, I don't even know if I won on really any overs now that I'm looking at it. Um, oh, I did. Green Bay. So because I took Green Bay when we didn't know what Aaron Rodgers was doing. So so they're, they're over under drop to 10. And so I took the over on 10 there. And so I won that one. I won on Tampa Bay, who what, which was 11. I won on Jacksonville, like I just said. I won on Detroit under. And then I won. Uh, I lost on the two ones that I actually put the most money on that I lost were Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then Vegas under. I took the Vegas under. That one hurt, too. So. Um. Also, last question before we get into this full slate of playoff games. How are we looking on our player prop bets? Um, player prop bets. You mean just between you and I right now going on? Yeah. So we're saying? Yeah. Well, the problem is, is the problem is I did two weeks without you, right? So that's that's kind of everything skewed now because you took your you took your vacation. So just take off six wins or twelve wins. Um, well, I didn't win. I didn't go 12. I didn't go 12 and 0 in those. So you go six? Did you get I at least I, six, right? Yeah, I did. I think I actually went three and three in both of them. I think. I don't honestly, I don't remember, huh. but but huh. possibility. And Why then this that? week. And then this week, I don't know. Did you did you beat me this week? I think I did. Um, you for sure beat me. This is great podcast, by the way. So, I mean, the only, we only had, we had two differences and you won on the Jacobs one. Cause I know he went over cause I know he went for a hundred yards. Uh, what did Waller end up with? I guess that's the main question. I don't remember what Waller ended up with receiving yard wise. Uh, let me look you, real, you real may, quick. You, you may have won that one too. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't remember him having a big game at all. So 22 yards. No. Yeah. So, I mean, that means you caught up two on me there. So, you may have beat me. You may not have. So, we tied. So, um, yeah. So, I guess we tied. Yeah, if I take All away right. mine. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's a that's a win for you in, a, in your book. Yeah. I'll take that. In um, my book. Ouch. Ouch. I mean, I'm, I was 2-0 and oh against you. So, now we're 2-1. Two and, two and one, So, or two zero and one, so yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a win. And then the overall season spread—that's whatever. Yeah, that's, that's whatever. Fine. That that's what. Fine. That is whatever. Um, it is what it is. So, oh eight. Sorry, I'm just doing the math here real quick. I will say, we, and you would have you would have been up there with me. We both would have passed what we did last year. So I had. I I had 140 I had 148 right last year and I had 152 right this year so I improved by four. Is games. that your final? Yeah, yeah, my final is 152 and 120. So, um, so and yeah, and last year I had 148. Yep, and you had 146 last so, year. So hold on, is if I'm doing the math right on this? God damn it. 
you had a 78% correction rate in terms of your bets? Um, yes, correct. I mean, I, I don't know, have the math on me, but 152 and 120 losses. So you oh. do 120 divided by 152, correct? Yeah. Let's round it up. 79. There you go. I'll take that. 79 correction rate in terms of overall spread betting for old Mr. Justin Trees. I mean, you're not that far behind me, though. Again, you took you took the final two weeks off. But, like, let's just do – like, I'm 79 as well, then, if I'm going off of that. We're both you're 79. Going off of both yes. 79. And given – yeah, I'll take it. We're fucking we're, we're, smart, bub. Let's start throwing. I'll take an eighty percent winning rate. That's Hall of Fame yeah. numbers right there. That, oh, that's that's well above that. That's I mean, dude, when you're betting, you're hoping for fifty five percent, like fucking just enough. Eighty, just 80. enough. Yeah, 70, totally. 79. Let's round 79. that up. Seventy nine, uh, and then honestly, I'm more impressed by our player prop bets though. Like. Player props being yeah. being almost 20 a game or 20 above when we're only doing six. Player prop bets are tough, man. It's a tough, tough gig. Yep. So look at us. Look at us go. Love it. Next year, next year, we're going full full in on this. We're gonna just straight I'm, betting. <laughs> just straight betting. Like enough, enough of this breakdown game. We're just we're just going straight. Yeah. Betting. I mean, fucking I'm, 80%. We're winning actual money, right? Yeah, totally. So I've I've won I won a fair so amount let's... of one-off games, but I've oh man I have struggled on my big parlays this year. I've gotten I've gone four and one in so many parla- uh, five game parlays. It's it's rough, man. It's I had crazy. a I think it was eleven game parlay at one point, and the fucking Carolina Panthers losing is what cost me. That's, when they that's lost brutal. to Dallas, when they got rocked, rocked. by Dallas, yeah, yep. that's brutal. That is brutal. Ever I hit on everything else, it was amazing. There was a group that's... of us. We each put in ten bucks. So I think it was like a $40 overall bet to it. And we're going to make like three grand off of it if we hit. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, let's go, dude. I bet yeah. it was more uh, if you, what you it all had to put be in more $40. Than that. It had to have been more than that. Cause I was, I, was, I was just like, dude, I put $50 bets down on like six game parlays and I'm winning like 2,500. I just don't want to over-exaggerate the number, but I know it was thousands. Like it was, oh, it was a lot. I mean, if you had that many people, dude, it, it easily was probably like eight to 10 grand. I wanted to say 12, but I felt like that was too much. But nope, that, that easily could be it as well. So it just depends on the odds, right? Of what, what yeah. all the games were. So. But the fucking Panthers, bro. That's what cost fucking me. Panther, fucking Panthers. And that's when so, I gave up on them. That is when. That, yep. Dude, get, gambling will do that to you, to a team. <laughs> um, for the record, just so you, it was, just now you hate now, organizations. Now, now that you're starting to get into it, yeah. Gambling, like, it's a different breed, man. It, it's, it's a struggle. Um, yeah, it's it hurts. Um, I also came to realize this year that like as fantasy ended, <laughs> like I stopped. I like I don't know if I like, I sweated like football as much. Like I was just like I, I literally just sat down and like just watched the game, but like I didn't really have much opinions on some games. And I'm like, I think I I think I'm more addicted to the gambling aspect than I am like in <laughs> enjoying football. Like at this point in my life, I think I, I need that. <laughs> I need that <laughs> stress in my life. <laughs> I need I need the fucking over to hit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, I was, I, I did win 50 bucks on the championship game the other day because I put, cause I put uh, some money down. Uh, no, I, I took, I took Georgia at plus uh, or minus two oh. and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I, that game was. I awesome. wanted to go bet the over. The over was like the over under. I think was fifty three, and the 52. final score ended up being fifty one. Yeah. And it's just like, how the fuck do they get this close? So, so a lot of people took the over at halftime. Did you see what the over under once halftime hit? Because they did uh-huh. adjust it right in the real life betting. It dropped down to thirty nine and a half. Oh wow! So they got that easy then. Easy. Yeah. Wow. Easy. Cause it was only nine. So they, like I mean, nine it was six or whatever. Yeah. Or right. Six to nine, six to nine. Like right. So they yeah. were just like, basically like, yeah, you're not, they didn't think that 20 points were going to 21 points would be scored. Psych. It did. Um, but yeah, that was good. I miss college football. I, I got, I got way more into college. So like I used to be way into college football and then I got way into the NFL and like, the last like two years, three years, I've been getting way into college football again. And, and I can this tell year, you why. Because the youths are good. 
the Utes are good and Jacksonville just broke your heart in 2017 and just never did anything to get better. Yeah, I think it, I think and that you is you really just what it is. absolutely despised everything about it besides where they're drafting and the owner. Like, I think that's it. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's true. It is true. I get, I got to get like, if I'm going to avoid watching football, I need to have some sort of like, Good and things. I mean, you look at the Utes and like they're getting, they're having winning records. You know, they're making it to high pro or not high pro bowl, but high bowl games. Yep. Losing to Texas one year, coming in the next year and winning or almost winning the Rose Bowl. It's exciting mm-hmm. shit. It is. Um, going back to the Jags before we, I, I promise everybody, we are going to get into these games today now that we're 25 <laughs> minutes into this episode. Um, but if the Jaguars keep, Trent Balky as GM and they hire Bill O'Brien. We will be doing a awesome episode of find Justin, his new team. <laughs> would you can, would you even consider the chiefs? No, absolutely. Then I could tell you who your new team would be. Um, you're going to say tell you I, right now, you're going to say the chargers or the Ravens. That's what you're going to nope. say. Nope. Okay. Who Buffalo bills. I do like Josh Allen. Um, yeah, I you mean, you like McDermott. I do you like, like their. You like their general manager Brandon Bean. I do. God, he was you so like nice. Their defensive he was players. so nice when we met him. Such a cool dude. Yeah. So it, we'll we'll have to do a big old episode on this, like how we did with my buddy Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. I actually started going back into those. I got into a weird Twitter <laughs> thread, and it was funny, like how we were like, like there's a lot of conversations, like me, you, him. Um, kevin um mm-hmm. on twitter and i get like going back and reading some of those messages it was so funny like it, and one of them was like us trying to convince him not obviously we wanted him to pick the bills over the bears but another team that we were saying was the cincinnati Bengals, and i'm like yeah. oh dude <laughs> did you chose the worst team like we gave you all these options and you chose the worst one uh. Maybe so, you should pick another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it again. Redo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of the Bengals, though, let's just dive right into it here. Okay. Nice little segue there. It was, so, yeah. About time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First playoff game of the weekend on Saturday morning slash afternoon. Um, we have the Las Vegas Raiders heading to Cincinnati to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Cincinnati, five and a half point favorites. I'm telling you right now, I'm all in on the Bengals routing them this game. I think I think Joe Burrow, like I saw some stat on Twitter the other day that like was like awesome. Like in the last like since he's been at basically in college, like he's had like five or six must win games, right? Like must win. We're talking like hmm. SEC championship games, college football playoffs championship. Um, and then like last weekend game for the Bengals, like to get into the playoffs and that type of stuff or a couple weeks ago. Right. Yep. Um, he's six and oh, with something like 27 touchdowns and zero interceptions Holy in, shit. in these like must win games that he's been a part of. I just saw like, a stat today too to go off of that. Joe Mixon has had a phenomenal career against the Raiders. Yes, he has. I think in his like five matchups, he has over hundred rushing yards in each game. And at least a touchdown. And some of them he's got two or three. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man, that is so impressive. It really is. Um, so needless to say, I'm taking the Bengals at five and a half. I'm I have multiple lineups in DFS already made that I'm riding the double stack, um, sometimes even triple stack of Burrow with Higgins with Chase and then running it back with Waller, hoping that he ends up having a big game. I might even throw Renfro in there in some lineups that I haven't done yet. Yep. But like, I think that, I think this could be a more of a high scoring game. I feel like Higgins is going to have a bigger game than chase just this week, because the Raiders are going to be so focused on like, let's not have chase due to us, what he did against the chiefs. And yeah, then Higgins I, is like the bigger body receivers. Like, I guess you forgot about me, bitch. Totally. I I will fully admit this this year. I have struggled on the chase versus Higgins thing. Like every time I choose chase, it's a Higgins game. And every time I choose Higgins, <laughs> it's a chase game. Like I've, I, I fully admit that I've struggled on that one. Um, That's why I decided this time I'm not going to be wrong. Cause I'm fucking choosing them both. <laughs> <laughs> Take them both of them. 
Yep. <laughs> I don't blame you at all on that, though. Um, so looking at this overall game, the Bengals are favored by five and a half. The over-under is 49. I'm actually going to take the over, and I'm going to take the Bengals to win and get the spread. So um, rooting for the Bengals here, rooting for Joe Burrow. My only concern is how hot does this turn them into the rest of the playoffs? Yeah. So um, Totally agree there. I will say – this lined up so the AFC could not have lined up more perfectly for the Chiefs, the way the seating ended up. Yeah. Because of this next game. And that is the Patriots at the Bills. They have to play each other. These are the two teams that probably scared you the most heading into the playoffs. And now they get to play each other to just cancel one of them out automatically (laughs) right and then you don't have the chargers so now it's like okay there was four teams that probably scared you the most two of them no matter what are gone (laughs) like (laughs) before you even have to worry about it so um yeah this game's going to be fun uh obviously division rival these guys split the season series um i'm taking the i'm taking the bills though i think i still think that they have revenge on their mind um i i I'm sticking to my preseason prediction of them going to the Super Bowl um, against the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think that they have one one thing on their mind, and that is to just get to Kansas City or get to play Kansas City. Like that's all they care. Yeah, about. and I'm I'm kind of right there with you, but this is another cold weather game in Buffalo. In Buffalo practice indoors today. And if we know anything about New England and Bill Belichick and how the Patriots practice. It's outside all the time, no matter the weather. And yeah. it's like, in my mind, that shows that the Patriots are tougher. And they've already shown the Bills, we could beat you without having to throw the football. I think they throw the ball this game, though. Know? And I think Mac Jones does very good. It's supposed to be three degrees right now is what the forecast shows. I'm sure with wind chill or anything, it's going to be negative. It's going to be something going to be colder than three and i don't know at what point you just can't tell how cold it is anymore because you're just freezing your nuts off but i'm actually going to take new england to win this football game i think buffalo and i i don't want to say like all my stock is in because like oh they went practicing door one time i just think buffalo is so focused on wanting to play kansas city and get redemption from last year but they also understand like It's New England. They got lucky the last time when they played us because of the weather. They took us out of our element. And I think New England's going to come in and say, okay, hey, they think they're going to have their element because it's not going to be as windy and it's just going to be cold. They could throw the ball on us. That's when Bill Belichick sex, sex, (laughs) excuse me, steps in with that second day. That's how I mix those words up together. I apologize. And says, hey, we still have some talent back here. It's kind of getting overlooked, but these guys can still ball. We're going to slow down Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Yeah. I mean, last time these guys played, because it was two, it was the first time they had to win game. Three weeks mm-hmm. ago, they played at New England, and Josh Allen went for over 303 touchdowns. Um, yep. <sighs> Mac but Jones. That shows right there. Like, that just shows Bill Belichick what he can do, and now Bill Belichick's going to take that away. No, totally. I get, I get what you're saying here. Um I, I still go back to like those post game videos that show up where it's, you know, the bills in the locker room being like, we know who we play next, right? Like it was right. It was right after they beat the Panthers. And it's like, we know who we play next. It's time to get back to work. Like right now, like no celebration. Yeah. Let's go. I think that they, I think the bills still have this chip on the shoulder that like every, they think everybody in the world still thinks that like the AFC East is just the Patriots division. So so we'll be different on this one, and that's fine. I, yeah. I, I like your reasons, and honestly, I, I kind of dig your, hey, they practiced indoor thing. Like, it's the little things sometimes that, like, are the difference in playoff games. And, like, it, it could sound super silly, but it really could end up being a thing. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, going back to that Chargers game, right, it could be the silly thing of, like, they were going to run it out until they called a timeout on us. Like, it's yep. silly, but, like, that type of shit, like, it, it's a thing in the NFL. It's weird. It is. I saw someone tweet today. It was like, uh, like, what's one thing you wholeheartedly believe no matter what it is? And the guy responded with like the Buffalo Bills will not get the most out of Josh Allen unless they have a dome. That and was uh, rumors. This Nina uh, Kimes, right? From ESPN. 
I think she said I don't that. know if it was her, but if it was, I mean, I completely agree with that. I just don't remember who it came from. Um, but like, if you remember at the beginning of the season, there was kind of those rumors of like, hey, Buffalo, the Bills might be willing to leave Buffalo if they can't get a new stadium. It's getting kind of old. And it's like Austin, Texas is a des- like a landing destination. It was kind of a weird discussion of like, why move from New York all the way to Texas, whatever. But the fact that there's already conversation about them getting a new stadium, I honestly think they should do a dome. Like, yeah, having the weather factor is cool, but it's also like just if you can get the most out of Josh Allen and have him, you know, dicing up defenses for 400 yards every single week and not have to worry about the weather, you're going to love that. And that's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be great for the city. You can hold more events. It's just money, revenue. I think a dome just makes so much sense for multitude of reasons. I actually would like to see a dome of Buffalo, though. That would be freaking dope. Yeah. Um and you could do the giant Bill logo on the top. I just think that'd be sick. It would be sick. I kind of like the outdoor thing, though, with the Bills. Like, it's, like, iconic. Um, and if, It is, but it's just so fucking cold up there. No, totally. If, but if Josh Allen, if there was anywhere colder than Buffalo, Josh Allen came from that area. And that's Wyoming. <laughs> like, that shit gets cold. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a reason he left that shit. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. also his only option. It was his only option there. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, I like it, though. I, I have no problem with you taking the Patriots there. We'll be different on this one. Uh, what's the over-under on that game? I'm sorry, I don't have it open right now. Uh, you're good. Let me. I literally just left it going back to it right did. now, of though. Uh, the over-under is 44. 44. There it yep. is. 44. Um, I'll also take the over on that. So, I might actually take the under. I'm putting a lot of factor into that weather. You are. You are taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me the over on that one, too. Um, okay, cool. Now that's Saturday. That was fun. Now let's move mm-hmm. on to Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Oh, yeah. Starting the day off right with the Eagles at the Bucks. Bucks eight and a half point favorites over those Philadelphia Eagles who are nicely in the playoffs with no Carson Wentz. You're welcome, everybody. Um, and that is an over-under of 46. Um, Jalen Hurts has had a fantastic year. We all know this. He's been great. But he has struggled a lot against teams that can stop the run. And the Patriots are one – or the Patriots the, – the Buccaneers are one of the best. I mean, the Patriots are as well. But but the Buccaneers are also, you know, one of those teams. Um I think the Bucks run away with this one. I don't think this is really that close of a game, um, unfortunately, because I, I I like the Eagles. Um, I don't want, and no disrespect to you, like I don't want the Bucks or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I just want I just want something new. I want something mm-hmm. different. Um, mm-hmm, uh-huh, fucking grumpy old man. Um, so I'm gonna, you know, deep down, I might slightly be rooting for the Eagles here, but like I think deep down, it's I mean the Bucs are going to just run away with this. I think so, too. I mean, it's going to be a beautiful day in Tampa. It's going to be 67. We talk about weather in Buffalo being three. I <laughs> have 67 in Tampa. My God. Uh, just an absolute beautiful day. I think Tampa annihilates them. But I do wonder how this offense looks the rest of the postseason facing a true defense. I'm sorry, Philadelphia fans. I just don't think you have that. Because they're missing Antonio Brown. They're missing Godwin. They've been able to run the ball efficiently with Fournette. We've seen that. But that's a difference in this offense. And that was something we saw last year going into the playoffs for Tampa was how much Brady was able to rely on Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin at times. You know what I mean? And then you could go back. Then you could come all the way down to Gronk. Now it's Mike Evans and Gronk, and that's about it. Yeah. And so it's just – I really wonder – I think they – get past philadelphia easy i'm there with you it's just after that how does this team look yep um so it does sound like Fournette's going to be back so that's great um slay has been a great corner for the eagles this year probably one of the top three corners in the nfl this year um i he 100 will be shadowing mike evans mm-hmm. um it's gonna have to be somebody else it's gonna have to be gronk it's gonna have to be a tyler johnson um a scotty miller like perryman like it's gonna be have to actually be those guys that beat beat them though i will say that um slay's gonna slow down evans as much as he can uh evans will still make his plays because he's mike evans but i don't know i don't think we're gonna be seeing a two touchdown 150 yard game even a hundred yard game from mike evans like i i legit think that 
Slay slows him down to probably like 50 yards. Really? Yeah. Slay's been fantastic. If you look at his stats, he's been unreal this year. Damn. I I really haven't. So shit. So um, so that that's the only like glimpse of hope, I guess, for the Eagles right now. But like deep down, yeah, I think that Brady just I mean, if they're somehow able to hit some deep shots or their receivers are actually able to catch balls and be a factor, like who I mean, of course, you know, anything can happen, but at the same time, it's it's just the offense of the Eagles that I don't really trust like whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all right, cool. Um Anything else on this game? Um, not this one. I just I feel like it's just going to be too easy for them. And then we look at this next matchup, and some of the players playing this game, including myself, don't ever remember the rivalry between the San Francisco 49ers and the That's Dallas. That's so Cowboys. sad. That's so sad. I just never knew it. Oh, dude. I've never known Dallas to be good in my life. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, this. I mean, yeah. This game is what I'm. This is the game that I'm most looking forward to all weekend. Like, Same. It is going to be fantastic. And that is the 49ers, like you said, versus the Dallas Cowboys. We have the Cowboys at three-point favorites and the over-under at 51. It is shocking that this game is that high of uh, over-under. Um, I'll be taking the under on this one for sure, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I think the Niners try to run the ball a ton and chew that clock to keep the Cowboys offense off the field. Um, I don't like I just don't know if there's enough possessions, like consistent possessions, I should say. Um, Niners defense has been fantastic. Um, Domingo Ryan's their defensive coordinator has been fantastic this year. It hurts my heart because. I tweeted out last year before the Jags hired Urban Meyer that I wanted Mike McDaniel and D'Amico Ryans as the OC and DC of Jacksonville. And look what would have fucking happened. <laughs> I swear. I swear on everything, man. Like this the, shit. Uh, a lot of clips from Mike. Is it what's his name? Mike Daniels. Yeah. Mike Daniel. Mc, man, they were just making the rounds on Twitter right now. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of the favorites for the dolphins job right now. That dude, you cannot tell me. Prove to me that that dude does not do part-time OC job with the 49ers and part-time working at the Apple store as one of the Apple geeks. <laughs> Convince me. Just Convince for fun. Me. I've yeah. already done all my work. I know what we yeah. got to do. This yeah. defense, as long as the guys execute, we're fine. I just wanted yeah. to come sell some tablets today. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't convince me otherwise. So, um, so this game's going to be intense, but the Niners defense is fantastic. The, I mean, their run defense has been one of the best the second half of this season. Um, I'm going to do it. it. It hurts. And my friends, some uh, given I have some Niner friends, but I also have some Cowboy friends. Um, and I think it's the Cowboy friends that listen to this podcast more than the Niners <laughs> one. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Niners. Oh, shit. I thought I would be alone on that. I'm taking them as well. Shit. I really thought I'd be able, I thought you were going to call me crazy. I was waiting for you to just be ripping me upside one down the other, up one side, no. down the other. Excuse no, me. No, man. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm I just them. think like the 49ers, how many times have they had their back against the wall this season and they still find ways to come out on top and win? Yeah. And like last week, I think was a perfect example of that. Totally agree. So I'm taking the Niners. I think Jimmy G, like, as unsexy, not him as a visually, but uh, as a football player as he is. Yes, and I just call the man sexy. Yeah, it's fine. Um, like he gets the job done, man, in this weird way. Like he just does. And Kittle's gonna go off this game. It's just, it's just time. Like Kittle, like it's like this season. It, it's felt, it's felt like okay, three down games and then a huge game. And then about two or three, you know, quiet games and a huge game. It's time. He's going to go yep. off. Yep. I'm right there with you. I just – as much talk as it is on this Cowboys offense and just how dominant it is, I don't feel like I've seen it. Yeah. Like, personally, I just – I know. It's, it's weird, though, because they have two, like – amazing players right like in well, digs, that and the and fact that like versus. people are gonna go well, they put up 50 points against the eagles and they put up 50 points against washington cool <laughs> cool yeah exactly yeah i mean still lost to arizona yeah i mean and niners dbs are you know they're not great so i could see i could see Dak having a big game and stuff like that so 
Um, I hope this is a fun game. Um, it, it's funny because I know I said I'm taking the under, which I probably still would if I was betting. But like, it's either going to be like a game that scores like 30 points, or it's a game that's going to score like 65. Oh, 100. Yeah, it's going to be back and forth duel. And we're going to be like, damn, Jimmy Garoppolo's fucking leading this team in the playoffs. That's insane. Or it's going to go, ah, Trey Lance next year. Can't wait for it. Yep, exactly. Ooh. All right. Okay. Well, I mean. Excuse me on that one. Yeah. You're, yeah. Excuse you. So, I mean, we might as well just go right into this one. And, I mean, you're – I'm going to let you take this one away. It's your team. I mean, Steelers and Chiefs, we'll see. I mean, if we look at the regular season matchup, Kansas City absolutely dominated that game, which was awesome. You love to see that. But at the same time, you're looking at Pittsburgh in the end of an era with Big Ben and, and Pitt. I think we've had three goodbyes thinking that was it. Thank you to the Raiders for allowing them to sneak in. But here's the thing. The Steelers have absolutely nothing to play for, and they know it. They know they're underdogs. They know they're not supposed to win this game. They know they're not supposed to be here. They know they're lucky. Let's just go ahead and fucking have fun and play football. And that's what makes teams scary. So I am kind of worried. Kansas City is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 46-and-a-half. It's going to be a night game. It's going to be 26. The crowd's going to be rocking. I also heard Big Ben the last time he played in Kansas City in a playoff game go, you know what? You know how you keep that crowd quiet? You convert on third downs. And he did several times. And then they won strictly off of field goals. And Kansas City lost off of a stupid-ass holding call on Eric Fisher because James Harrison slipped in, on the left side on the rush. He, his, like, throat fell right into the arm of Eric Fisher who was blocking him, and it was like, holding call, wiped the touchdown. Kansas City couldn't score again. It was ridiculous. It was heartbreaking. So there's still a part of me that holds some fear from that game. Maybe it's a little bit of trauma, PTSD, you know, seeing Pittsburgh in Kansas City on a night game in the playoffs. It's a real thing, Therese. Look it up. PTSD, it I said it right. You're looking at me like I said it wrong. <laughs> no, I, I was laughing that you brought that up. Um, I mean, but, it's fine. But it's a different Kansas City team. <laughs> of course. From top to bottom. From top to bottom. It's a different Pittsburgh Steelers team from top to bottom, except for the quarterback and head coach. The thing is, I don't think Kansas City wins by 12 and a half, though. Me either. So I'm, pit I'm picking Pittsburgh to cover, but Kansas City to win. I think they win by 10. I think it's going to be close, but I don't think it's going to be that close. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think ten. I think ten sounds right. But yes, I'm also taking the Steelers, or I mean, taking the I mean, taking the Steelers to cover, but taking the Chiefs to win. Yeah. So, I yeah. just I don't feel like I've seen this offense be as explosive as it needs to be, and like especially against Denver, like it took you forever to get rolling. And again, I know that's a division rival, and it was one last ride for Vic Fangio, so maybe that puts a little extra like umph into it, or it's like, and Kansas City's overlooking us; they're ready for the playoffs. Maybe that pissed them off a little bit too. But at the same time, like, man, you should have put them away early and quickly. Yeah. And I don't feel like I've seen Kansas City put a team away this year. It's been a while. Um, but that's what makes me think that they're going to just do it this week. Like, <laughs> I, I hope so. Like, I would love to see it. I just, I'm worried that they won't. Yeah, no, I get you. I mean, I just want good games every single time. So, like, I, I hope it's a close one. But we'll see. Um but, yeah, I guess we're on the same – man, we've literally picked – I mean, the only one that we're different on is the Bills-Patriots right now. Or, yep. Bill, yeah, Bills-Patriots. Um, So, next game. Monday night game, everybody. Monday night playoff time. Would you look weird. at that? It's going to be weird. I know a lot of people aren't digging it. I'm kind of digging it, man. Like, I'm all for, like, having NFL, like – every day of the week during this time of year. So like, I kind of, I'm kind of excited and it's another division rival. We got the Cardinals at the Rams. Uh, Rams are four point favorites. This one is tough for me to pick. Like I truly think that the Cardinals overall have a better roster, but like, I just don't know if they're healthy enough. Um, it does sound like JJ Watt might be back. So that's interesting. Um, still not going to have Deandre Hopkins though. Um, yeah, it was close though earlier in the year, or I mean, earlier this month, I guess it was last month, technically, um, in December when, I mean, Kyler came back, kept it close. Rams did end up winning that game. Um, or and then earlier in the year, that's when the Cardinals just, I believe they kicked the shit out of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. By 17, 37, 20. Um, 
this one's tough, man. Like I, I honestly <laughs> don't know. I, I'm trying to like talk myself into each way. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Cardinals. Wow, I'm taking the Rams. I think the Rams absolutely dominate them. I think Matthew Stafford's like playoff game. It's in LA. Playoff We're game. Home. I better. I better lose another one. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wild card weekend. That's the only thing I know. Hey, I just think he straight up dominates. I think he has a hell of a game. I think there's been a lot of missed opportunities deep between him and Odell. About this time, you know, things kind of start clicking in terms of that quarterback receiver connection here. What has been five, six weeks now for them? It's about that time we saw Tom Brady and Antonio Brown kicking, clicking last year going into the playoffs. I think we see the same thing with those two. And I also see Ovon Miller kind of getting in and making a difference. I saw him making some huge plays. I think I shouldn't just say me. All of us did. Against San Francisco, we had the sack there almost at the end of the game that almost kind of sealed the victory for him. Jimmy Garoppolo just made an excellent throw the next drive or the next play. I think they get after Kyler. I think they disrupt it. And I think we see Kyler make some severe mistakes that cost them the game. So I'm actually going to take the Rams to win. I think they win by double digits as well. So that covers the four point spread. I'll make a bet with you that they don't win by double digits. I, I mean, I'll make a bet straight up on this game uh, Well, against the spread. Okay. The four. Yeah. Yeah. You give me the four. We'll keep it easy. Just 10 bucks. Bingo. Okay, cool. I mean, you already owe me, you already owe me for the fan to Andrews one. So what was the price tag on that one? 20. Of course you remember. Of course I remember. Yeah. I would I knew it was 22, but I was waiting to see if you'd be like, oh, look, 50. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was 20 bucks. So so all right. Okay. This is great. I love it. Um, also, I was just going over our our spreadsheet here. I went nine and five in predictions of playoff teams. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that. I'm very close to 10 and 10 and four. If it wasn't for the fucking chargers. Yeah, neither of us picked the Bengals. So I got one, two. so Browns suck again. Okay. Got it. Understood <laughs> there. Okay. Uh, you took the Colts. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yep. Duval. Um, all right. Okay. Um, so I can't believe they lost to the clown show. I know. Um, so they lose their Ravens injury history. I mean, injuries just demolished them. You took the dolphins, uh, dolphins almost went on that run to almost have that chance and then fire head coach. Yikes. That was a dumb mistake. Uh, we both took Washington football team. That's something we should have just known that that wasn't going to happen. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody wins that division. We just thought that defense was going to be so be good. better. Yep, exactly. And then you took Seahawks. I did take the Niners. So that's like one of the main differences. And then I took the Cardinals um, there as I well. So, the Panthers, yeah. so the, what the, where I, where I beat you on that is because I took the Niners and Cardinals and you took the Seahawks and somebody else i mean i took the seahawks panthers in washington yeah yeah but i took i took pan and i took the panthers as well so um and you took the cowboys so like it honestly feels like it should be almost even but then i'm just looking it's the oh it's because i took the patriots as well and you didn't have the patriots yeah that's right that's That's it so yeah so i guess the difference is yep i didn't think mac jones would be able to lead him to the playoffs to year one yep yeah for sure for sure. Um, okay. Last Nine. thing before we sign off real quick. Okay. And Riley will like this topic just because it's Stafford. Um, let's just say the Rams lose this game. Did the Rams make a horrible mistake trading multiple first rounders for him? I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because you pretty much didn't have a running back this season. You lose Cam Akers. So I think that's a part of the offense. And then you lost Robert Woods at a key part of it as well. And that's when we really kind of started to see the decline of Matthew Stafford. With Cooper Cup still played well. There was still that connection. But that reliable target that you have on other key downs where play breaks, things aren't going your way, but he still finds a way to get open. That's what Robert Woods was for Matthew Stafford, and he lost that. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that it's just another excuse everybody's going to give Matthew Stafford. In his 100%. I completely agree with that, too. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, you can't argue that, honestly. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had so many in his career. 
Um, and I'm a Stafford guy. I, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I expected him to be an MVP candidate this season. You did. And you if did. for a little bit, he was, and then it just all fell down. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I'm just, it's one of that. It's a tough thing, right? Like it's given. Yes. I do totally agree that like things kind of seem to always not go his way, but I think that we could do that for a lot of people and like teams continue to like do well. I mean, Brady lost Godwin, like, and they just continued to roll, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not but saying I also that look Stafford's that in just... Brady category, but I mean, yeah, Brady's 72 years old. So like at some point, <laughs> are we going to give that in? Like, <laughs> I feel like Brady has somehow understood this in his career. Matthew Stafford hasn't. Is it like Brady just knows, like, I just got to get the ball out of my hand to let my playmakers make plays. Like I got to let my guys play football and do their job like and it's like he allows people that opportunity to go do it and you look at Matthew Stafford and it's like I have to be the guy I have to be the one that makes a play I got to be the one that goes and does this and it's just ah, fuck, messed up again yeah so it's like he can take it's it's almost as if he puts himself in a position to where he can take the praise and the fault for it and nobody else and Brady's like we win and lose as a team yeah but yeah, he also sure. just gets all the demon, the great qualities and praise of like, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, we're I've won seven Super Bowls. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, suck it. Yeah, you can't say shit. So, yep. All right, cool. Well, that does it for us. Another great episode. Another season under you know done for us. I mean, we got the playoffs, but the actual regular season done. That's three for us. So that's awesome. Um, sad but awesome. Um, so we'll be back next week talking about the playoff games and we'll just continue doing that. And then once we get to around Super Bowl time, we'll talk about our schedule more um, with everybody else and figure out like what our plans are for the draft and all that. So we appreciate y'all. And tonight we've been talking football.